My guest today is a two-time Emmy Award-winning television writer and producer, a mystery novelist, and screenwriter. He worked with Bob Newhart, Ted Danson, Shirley MacLaine, Robert De Niro, William Shatner, Taraji P. Henson, and John Larroquette. He wrote 23 episodes of Cheers, including one of my personal favorites, The Gift of the Wood Eye. I'm honored to introduce Fief Sutton. Hello. Pleased to meet you. Thank you, and you too. I know you get this a lot, but the name Fief. Well, actually, it's a it's a, it's just a nickname that my brothers gave me before I could talk, and but it just it just stuck, so I I ran with it. <laughs> so your name was never legally changed to Thief. My name is not not legally Thief Sutton. It's Robert Sutton actually, but nobody called me Robert. Nobody called me Bob. Everybody called me Thief. So uh, I've just gone with Thief. It's a and it looks good on the screen, and people can't figure out what it is and how to pronounce it, so it's, people remember it. <laughs> that is true. Um, what were the first television shows you remember watching? The first television shows that I remember watching, uh, uh, obviously, the Dick Van Dyke show had a huge impact on me, uh, of course, you know, from my... My imagining of what being a television writer would be like, and it's, it was pretty accurate. <laughs> um, uh, Get Smart, um, uh, The Avengers, uh, Prisoner, Owl West was one, Man from Uncle. I was, uh, you know, a child of the 60s, so uh, um, all that. Uh, I'm, I'm going back a bit, Bilko. Um, Honeymooners uh, in, in reruns. Um, Dobie Gillis, Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. Uh, these were all the ones that had that were pretty formative for me watching them. Um, and uh, later on, the Mary Tyler Moore Show, Monty Python, of course. Um, and uh, uh, those are the those are the, the bedrocks for me. Um, also, also the, the the mystery shows, Columbo, the Rockford Files, Night Stalker, Twilight Zone, of course, that was a huge influence. Our Limits, um, yeah, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did I. And but when I was when I was your age, Cheers was was the number one show on television. Okay, okay. But okay. I, I watched a lot of those shows, Bilko. Honeymooners, in reruns, Night Court, right. uh, stuff right. like that. And you were also in, uh, interested in mystery? At... Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I read a lot of mysteries. I read a lot of, you know, Raymond Chandler, National Hammett, James Cain, Cornel Woolrich. Um, I also read a lot of, you know, horror fiction. I read H.P. Lovecraft and Robert Block. And, and uh, Richard Matheson was a huge influence on me in many ways. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I read all that, you know, P.G. Woodhouse too, uh, Evelyn Waugh, I read a lot of, of that too. Um, so I was, I, I, I sucked it all in, I sucked it all in and, um, I suppose it's all, all the influences of that are in, in my writing and, and, and the old movies too. I watched them all the time on, you know, on TV and then later on. When I was in high school, uh, it was the, the heyday of the, the rep house in, in uh, every major city. So I grew up outside of Washington, D.C., 
five rep houses. So I would go on a weekend, from, hop from one to the other and see everything from, you know, a Truffaut movie to Marco Zorro to Night of the Living Dead, you know, all in the same weekend, you know. So it was quite a film education. Mm. You know. Speaking of education, you went to James Madison University. Yes, yes. What was your major? Uh, it was it was called communication arts, but it was uh, theater and journalism. Okay. Uh, so uh, I, yeah, I, I worked in the paper, and I, I you know did a lot of theater, acting, writing, and um, you know that was a that was a, it was a great school because they they let the undergraduates do they had a a really cool uh, little. Um, uh, Experimental theater where you put on your plays, and um, so I had plays that I wrote, put on, and and then I, I acted in plays, and it was a great experience. Um, I think a lot of a lot of young writers that I know now haven't really done theater, and I, you know, I, I'd done a lot of theater before I was before I started writing for television, and um, the experience of writing for television and experience of writing for theater, at least multi-camera television, Cheers, for instance, is pretty much a play, you know, it's got entrances, exits, it all takes place pretty much in one set. Um, so that was a really good experience for me, um, you know, writing plays and getting done. And, you know, only getting them produced in, you know, uh, regional theaters where they pay you, you know, $300 in gas, and you never actually get that money. <laughs> but um but a great a great experience you know and i was even in a couple of plays that i wrote and, and well you have nobody to blame them when it doesn't work you know you, you can't say my actor didn't do it right or who wrote this crap um you, you did it all so that was cool and then how did you get into the television business well i i i from a from a early age i wanted to be a writer um i didn't really know what that meant um uh, I, I, I made, like I said, I majored in theater, and then, then I went to graduate school at the University of Florida, also in theater, and um, and um, then I, you know, when I left there. I, I had written a number of plays that were, you know, ensemble parts, and there was some interest in one of my plays being produced on broad or on Broadway. Lulu Grossbart was going to direct it, but and you'll find that that. For people who are interested in going into show business, that this is a constant pattern of things where there's a great hopeful building up of, of excitement towards something that doesn't fall that, that that doesn't come through that just falls. So I had this uh, period of time where I thought this play was going to get produced and then it just went away. Um, and then I I I still wanted to be a writer and I didn't you know have any particular idea of how to do that or where to do that. Uh, so I moved to LA and um, worked at a bookstore and worked at a, a, a equity waiver theater and wrote, you know, started writing uh, screenplays. And um, finally, uh, a friend of mine who was, who had been, who also got me James Madison, uh, Barbara Hall, who I worked on the newspaper with, um, was writing for Newhart, the show Newhart, and she told me, well, what you do is you write a spec script, you write 
audition script for an existing show and you get that out there and then that you can get an agent from that and then you can get um, jobs from that. So I wrote a, a spec new heart um, and, and she helped me with it. And, and then when it, when it, when I finished it and I, it got into the office at Newhart. She left the show, and everybody she knew left the show, and a whole new uh, team of producers came. So the script was in the office, but nobody who knew me from Adam was there. And three years later, for some reason, somebody read that script, and uh, they called me up and they said, "You know, this is a pretty good script. This is a pretty good script." And I completely forgot that I'd written it. I didn't know, you know I was other thing but um, but they took me to lunch and they said they didn't have any any openings but they you know we were going to bear me in mind in the future and um, then Barbara's agent heard that read the script got interested in it sent it around to a few places and sent it one of the places she sent it to was Cheers and um, so the, they had me in at Cheers or Heidi Perlman read it and liked it had me in at Cheers to pitch stories, which I didn't know any idea how to do, and I, um, you know, pitched them a bunch of stuff, and nothing went, but I guess they must have liked me, because they had me in again to pitch a bunch of stuff, and finally it was, like, like one joke in one of my pitches that they kind of responded to, and then they built the whole story around that joke, basically, but of course, that joke isn't, isn't even in the show anymore, um, and that they, uh, Gave me that script to write, so that was my first job in television. My first, you know, real paying job as a writer was for a freelance cheer. Fortunate, I mean, an incredibly fortunate place to start. I mean, I would have been thoroughly happy if I had been going in and pitching at the new Flipper or something like that, you know. Right. But, um, but uh, for Cheers, it was it was great, and and then they produced it, and I, you know, went to it when it was done and, and every, everything had been changed. All the dialogue was different. Everything was changed. So I was sitting there and thinking, oh God, they must have hated it. They must have hated it. And we went to, the last scene was pretty much the same and the last joke. And I, so I went down, you know, to the stage afterward feeling kind of blue because, you know, they obviously hated the script and everybody was very cordial to me. They agreed to me. They said a great job and all that. Because what I didn't know was that, you know, every script gets rewritten totally you know and if you if you have a pride that with just a framework just the story of what happens then you've given them a lot so um they next year they offered me a job on cheers as a staff writer and i took it and i was on the show for eight years and the last four years i was running the show with bill and sherry steinkamp and um that was that was my great entry into into the career that has plagued me for the past 35 years. <laughs> and then you were doing those two night new art episodes at the same time? The uh... yeah. I did I did I did a free the freelance cheer. And then I did two new art episodes. Freelance. In those days, you know, this doesn't happen so much anymore. But in those days the first year when you're first working you're you freelance on various shows and so uh, I did a couple of new arts, I did a couple of shows you never heard of, um, and actually they 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 initially offered me a job on a another show that the, the, the Charles Brothers initially offered me a job on another show called uh, 
All is Forgiven, mm. which was about a soap opera. It was a good show, but it did last. Um, and I, I, I was, I was, I was married, and I, we had a new baby on, on the way, and and I made you know more money than I possibly imagined doing that freelancing stuff. It was just so good. But I figured, well, I don't really want to be in an office every day working, so I turned that job down. Mm. And they must have thought, boy, you know, he, he turned that job down because he wants a job on Cheers. Okay, well, I'll try, give him a try on Cheers. So then they offered me a job on Cheers, and then the agent told, told, me, my agent told, told me what what I would be making on Cheers, and I realized that it was considerably more, mm-hmm. and, and it was Cheers also. Uh, so I, I took that job. But, I, you know, that initially, if I had taken the job on All is Forgiven, that show was canceled right. very, soon, very soon. And yeah, I would have been out of work again. And, and, and I would probably have found other work from that. But still, Cheers was a, a better place to be. I mean, that, that was, you know, the, the, the Cadillac of television shows at the time. Right. So, um, so I, was, I was very lucky um, that I did that. And even though it was done out of ignorance, um, but yeah, I did. I did a couple of new hearts um, and a couple of all is forgiven. Uh, one all is forgiven, and I'm and I'm married. The, the show with Mary Tyler Moore uh, and uh, James Ferentino that Ken Levine and David Isaacs produced, and I uh, that was when I first met them, and of course they became great mentors of mine. Uh, and then I obviously worked on Cheers forever too. I worked on Cheers, I think, all the way through. There were only people who, who worked on Cheers all all the way through it. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I think um, Ken was think, Ken was my second to last interview too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I believe they they wrote more episodes than I did, but I think we that I I was second, and and, and I I like to say I was, I was the I, I wrote more episodes than any single writer. <laughs> <laughs> Their team, right. but um, yeah, no, it it, uh, it was uh, it was wonderful. I loved loved writing for New Art, by the way. I loved writing. Later on, I did another show with Bob, and he was he's a great guy. I loved him. Loved sweetheart. And obviously, one of the funniest people ever. So, um, some specific uh, Cheers episodes. On the book of Sam, book of Samuel, um, Samuel. Uh, the whole when Dr. Crane is talking to Woody about, uh, and Woody keeps on saying, I, I know just how you feel, Dr. Crane. Was that yours, word for word, that section? Was, was that my first episode? No, or, it, it was, was your third episode. episode where okay, he, okay. Yeah. I, I believe, I, I, you know, I, I, when people ask their questions like that, but my answer is always yes. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when you, 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 you the, the writing room was such a, a single mind, I mean, a, a bunch of minds working together as a single entity. That when you when you first are on the show, you generally you know come home and tell your wife, oh, I got a joke in, I got a joke in, or that run was there, that run was mine. I can't say the way, uh, and I, so I believe that that one was mine. Um, but later on, the, your, the writing is so fluid with everybody that actually, in all honesty, when you when you come out of it, you, you're not really sure who wrote what, you know, it, it just happened. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, like I, one person will pitch a punchline, a, a, a set up another person will pitch a punchline and it'll come together perfectly, even though neither of them planned it, you know, it's, it's a very odd 
weird situation, especially since most writers are 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 pretty solitary people, pretty uh, border kind of narcissistic people. Um, uh, to, to get them all to work together, very hard, very very odd. But uh, Cheers, you know, there was there was very little sense of competition. It was you were very much working together, and, and it was 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 great. A lot of the writers, of course, came from improv, um, and they have, that, that's a really good training. I, I, did, I never did that, but um, but I, I learned a lot of improv from from them and from the writing room to you know, to to never say no. Because when I was talking to Tom Reader, I told him that one of my favorite jokes in one of his scripts was um, when when they're learning when they're trying to get the GED coach and Sam and coach does that Albania Albania you border on the Adriatic and he said that was Sam Simon he just like that. <laughs> well, the, I, I I was not on the show during uh, no. during the coach years, but. Um... Yeah, like you can do that. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. And then after, yeah, a really, I go through like I look at episode how they were described and how they were reviewed. You had a really, your twenty three episodes are always highly regarded. Dinner at Eight Dishes, Kelsey Grammer's favorite episode. It's just my favorite episode. Also, I, I love that episode. And that episode really, again, was I, was hardly rewritten at all. I mean, it was just it just was a. Everything seemed to work together in that episode. It's a that, that that's a terrific. Episode. It was one of Lilith's first episodes, one of her, like, her third episode, I think, kind of established her character and all that. And, and Ted was so funny in it, and it was it was just a beautiful episode. I really loved that. And then Cheers, the motion picture, has, is one of the few episodes of a TV show that has a perfect score on IMDb. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ah, well, <laughs> I have to take one for the team sometimes. 
What was the monkey like though on set? Because sometimes it's horror stories. <laughs> he was fine. He was fine. I, I have no, I have no stories from, about the monkey. Oh, very professional, very professional monkey actor. It was very professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the part about uh, Woody being on Spencer for hire, but his scene getting cut. Um, did that come from him telling you that that happened to him on Harper Valley PTA? We like to do shows. We like to sort of tie in. Well, we had the uh, the Saint Elsewhere tie in and stuff like that. We like to do the shows that were set in Boston. You know, do something with them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You were very good at also doing the the extra the extra characters, like the 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 building of the of the whole area. So like, yeah, Al Rosen was in two of your episodes with you know. Pretty well, like a lot of lines, more lines than he normally would get. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's partially, of course, because after after a while, when you've done it enough, you get kind of bored with writing the regular characters. You get, you know, so it's sort of like you sort of think, why don't we do something with him? Why don't we do something with him? Paul Wilson got mm. to do a, a lot of stuff later on, and I, I think after after a while, they, the network kind of tells don't give so much to Paul, Paul, because he's not one of the regulars. But you know, we liked him. He was funny, and, and um, um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a different color. It was a different. He brought a different quality to it. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rosen was great. Yeah, Father Barry, the priest that they would go to once in a while. Oh, he was. He you know, loved him. What was the name of that actor again? Um, I don't know. The, I just uh, was... Eric, Eric Christmas. Eric Christmas, right? That's a perfect name. Um, yeah, he was. He, he was fantastic. But he, of course, I remember, we all remember him from Harold and Maude, where he, he, he played the priest in Harold and Maude. And, um, and uh, yeah, I loved him. He was wonderful. He was, and, of course, John Hill upstairs, the owner of Melville's later on. Sam! Was, was, it was based on a, a bad neighbor that I had in England. <laughs> Sandra to die, and no one wanted to, you know, 
Shelley left on her own. Frazier came in really just as a as a character that was going to supposed to be in a couple of episodes. Uh, Lilith came in as a character that literally had one scene in one show, and they the people that worked we kept them on and we changed stuff and so that it was it was really a different show. And right around I think year eight, everybody around realized that you didn't leave that show, and I think it 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 started to get a little bit the same, you know. But by the time you were in year 10, it was, uh, you know, yet felt like, well, you know, if we've only done a joke once or a story once, that's not so bad. But mm. you start doing it three times, that's a little, that's a little, that's a little it's, it's running, it's running its course. Um, but, um, but I, I do think one of the reasons that it, that it has the strength that it has is that, you know, that it loved, a lot of bench strength and, and the um, the people kept changing, you know. Mm. You know, yeah. and and also I think was one of the great accidents of the show was that when when Shelley left and we brought in Kirsty, we already had in the show Frazier to take the slack of that you know upper class versus lower class theme of the show, oh, and intellectual versus stupid thing of the show or intellectual versus blue collar thing of the show so so the new character didn't have to do that so she didn't really have to replace shelly really fraser replaced shelly um she had to come in and do another thing she became a you know part of the ensemble and she was i think that was one of the reasons why people accepted her because she wasn't doing the same kind of jokes that, that shelly had done but at the same time wanted to do those jokes and well like you had Frazier and you wrote one of Christy Alley's most famous scenes the, the cigarette yeah yeah well I, that, that, that was actually something she could do you know we just found she could do that we thought well we obviously wanted to do that okay. <laughs> that'd be great yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and one of the greatest lines was this your line though I know sometimes it's hard to remember and the bar is born women can't live with them, pass the beer nuts. Yes, yes, that was mine. That was mine. All right. Yes, yes. Which gets me to my favorite episode of yours, which is The Gift of the Wood Eye. Or Woody. The Gift of the Wood Eye. Well, yeah. that, that was a, that was a, a Kelly Kelly Kelly, right? The yep. Song. Yep. The Kelly 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 song. Yep. Um, that that was a, a wonderful, I love that show. I loved, I loved writing, um, you know, uh, his girlfriend Jackie. She was a great character too. I mean, she she had a wonderful quality about her. She was spacey and, and kind of you know snobby, but but she was so genuine and so sweet, and so real that it was it was a fascinating character. And and of course, I, I got to write that song, so which I wrote the words for that song, and Woody wrote the, the music. And um, I believe that is the most famous thing that I've written. I've ever written. <laughs> I think on my tombstone will have uh, the author Kelly 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 uh, because uh, and everybody I know can sing that song and everybody uh, everybody I know named Kelly says people sing that song to them all the time <laughs> and uh, and and the, the weirdest thing was that when Jack uh, uh, Jackie was talking to me and um, she said she 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 was she she was friends with Prince right and after Prince died. She said to me, uh, you know, Prince really liked that song. 
And when Kelly Ripper goes on a talk show, that's what they play. Really? Yeah, on uh, I, I the really Roots. The Roots did that on on her, for her on the Tonight Show. <laughs> well, I, I I still get more residuals for writing that song than I do for writing most of the episodes. So because Ask has a better right. <laughs> did you know there's a professional wrestler called Kelly Kelly? I did not know that. She play that song when he comes on. It's a she, I think. I think she's a female professional wrestler. Oh, okay. And the, she was a fan of Cheers and a fan of that episode. And that's the name she took when she went into professional oh, wrestling. I did not know that. I did not know that. I will, I, will, I, will, I will try to find that out. I'll try to find that out. And of course, I, mean, was, uh, I, mean, I can't kind of runs together with the, with the wedding one, uh, which is David Lloyd, and he wrote the two-parter. Which was a marvelous episode, and you know had a great cast, Milo Shea and all that. You were doing the last season of Cheers at the same time as the first season of Bob? No, no, I, I left the show before the last season of Cheers uh, to do Bob. Um, if I had known that it was going to be the last year, I probably would have stayed just to see it off. But I, I hadn't known that, and and I you know, got the opportunity to do the show with Bob Newhart, and I thought. Tracy Newman on, and we, and we both were talking about how they put it on Friday nights, and then they put it on Monday, and it got and it started getting good ratings, and they renewed it. Yes, yes. Well, it, it was funny. They, it, it, it had been it had been essentially. We went to New York for when the when the show was up for renewal. We knew that it was on the bubble, as they say, after the first season, and so we went to New York. And we, we pretty much heard it's, that it's been canceled, that it's not going to come back. And so we went in and we, and we said, we, we threw a Hail Mary. And we said, look, we'll, we'll, we'll redo the show entirely. We'll, we'll go from that back to the greeting card company and have a whole new cast and it'll be great. But we did that, you know, just sort of so we knew we tried something. And they said, no, I'm sorry, it's canceled. So I, I flew back to, to L.A., with, you know, going through the seven stages of grief. And then when I got back, the phone rang, and they called back, and they said, we decided to renew it. But then we had to do all that stuff. We right. talked about what we had to plan to do. And um, and in, in, in its in its new incarnation, I think the show was still good. You know, Betty White was in it and all that. But it didn't quite have the, the same juice that, that it had had before. And, you know, when we started on the first season, we were after we were after Every Loves Raymond, you know, and Every Loves Raymond got about the same ratings we got in the first season. But Every Loves Raymond, of course, went on to do great things and and, and it built because most comedies build. Mm. At least then, I mean, Cheers, Cheers did terribly with first year. It was the last show in the ratings one week. Mm -hmm. it was the only reason it stayed on was that you know Grant Tinker liked it and it was. Won an Emmy, and and they had nothing else. NBC was in the toilet family, um, so they left it on, and then and then it became this huge, 
huge hit. Um, most comedy shows take time to build, but networks don't allow allow it time. Don't allow them time, you know. So uh, so yeah, that that was uh, that was canceled, and uh, um, I've always been kind of sad about that because I, I would, the, some of my favorite episodes of television I wrote for that for a while. It's a funny show. I watched it when it was originally on. Really, and yeah. in, in in preparation, I watched a whole bunch. I watched uh, the first season because I don't think you're listed as writing any particular episode in the second season. Um. Well, I, I honestly don't remember, but um, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I was, I was writing the show with Bill and Sherry. I, I, right. I wrote a lot. Of it. <laughs> right. about the fan but then i heard you on a different podcast so i'm not going to um but thanks was it actually yeah. okay i liked it i saw it in the theaters a lot of people like it i i you know it, it was obviously a huge bomb when it came out but i just said that a lot of people have liked it um, um and uh i i learned a lot from writing that and um and it was uh yeah there's some, some good moments in that was he supposed to be Barry Bonds or no? I, 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 um, he was supposed to be Barry Bonds and, and a, a little bit of, a little bit, a little bit. Because uh, uh, when I saw it, that's, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's supposed to be Barry Bonds. Yeah. And the show I did, I did like, but it was only on for six episodes, Thanks. Thanks was uh, obviously a, a, a very dear, dear uh, uh, show to me. I uh, love that show, did it with Mark Jordan Legan, um, and we we loved that show, and it was it had a great cast, and it's you know, it's obviously a, a show about the Pilgrims, so it's it's it, it's it's kind of weird, and and yet it um, the, the the best thing about that show was that I don't know I, I don't know why why CBS put it on I, I it's a bit of mystery to me why they put it on. Um, they, they couldn't figure out how to give us notes because they couldn't figure out what it was. And they we did, we did six episodes, and they were mostly they were great episodes. And uh, then when it was over, it was over, and went on to, to do something else. But it, it uh, I, I dearly love the fact that we were able to do it. Tim Dutton was fantastic in the lead, and Anderson Nelson, and Eric, Erica Christensen, and... Um, and the and Jim Rash and all the cast, you know, people who, you know, Cloris Leachman, um, a fabulous cast, you know, people who go on to do, you know, more, you know, more, get become more famous, you know, and obviously, um, Glenn Shaddix was in that as a dear friend, and, um, uh, John uh, Farley, and, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a lovely show, lovely show, great show, very fun to do, very fun to do. And a lot of really good jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a there's a book called Unheard Laughter: 100 Shows You Should Have Seen, and you actually have oh, yeah. you have three shows that are in there. And Thanks is one of them. Oh really? Yes. Well, what are the other? Well, the next one is the the Fighting Fitzgeralds. Okay. Wow. 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 Okay. And well, what's the other one? American version of Coupling. <laughs> <laughs> 
see, I'm, I'm thrilled that somebody somebody championed that because everybody everybody hated that show. <laughs> everybody hated that show. It was funny. But, oh, I have to get that book. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Those are those are some of my one of my some of my most my most fond failures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, for Cheryl, I mean, I, I love to work with Brian Dennehy. That was one of my favorite favorite actors to write for. He was so good and such a presence, such a gifted actor, and. And coupling was, you know, I, well, I got to work with Stephen Moffat, which was wonderful, and um, and the cast, you know, uh, Chris Moynihan, uh, uh, all those people who, you know, got on to do other things, you know, uh, lovely, lovely show, lovely show. He hated it when it came mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Basically, it's this guy's thing that people were wrong about these hundred shows, and. And they did well other in other places, and you should have watched them. Is yeah, yeah. Well, Fitzgerald again was one of those shows that probably you know could have kept going on. I don't really don't know why that was canceled. Um, the only the only one that was a you know a big public bomb was uh, was uh, was coupling, um, and I think that was just because people didn't like the idea of American version of a British show then, and then later on they thought, oh, that's okay. The office is okay. Right. Uh, I think it was like two years before the show started in the your, your version. It was on BBC America, and that's where I got to yeah. see it. Yeah. And 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 it's funny because a lot of the viewers said, "Oh, the American version has a laugh track, has audience laughter." And the British one had had a laugh. The British one was done in front of an audience. Right. They had that, and so I was like, "Jesus Christ, calm down with that." Antique. And you know, the, the most of the scripts that we, that we the shows that we shot anyway were pretty much Steve Moffat scripts. They're pretty much the same scripts. So I don't know. I used to come home when I was in high school, and my mother would watch General Hospital. And there was a woman on the show that she was probably like twenty twenty one at the time, Rena Sofa. And I just oh, yeah. and I just followed her. She was on yeah. she was on Seinfeld. Yeah. Is that did you see her on Seinfeld before you? Okay, is the is the one who thought that George was a tourist? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And when I heard that she was going to be the star of the show, I was like, "Oh, I got to watch this." And at, plus, I like the show. Uh, the show is one of the funniest shows that makes me laugh that I've ever seen. I thought it was a very funny show, and then we did we did we did later on we did some you know original scripts that were based on the on the British show, and I thought they were very good too. Did I did. Did you do the one where the guy pretends that he doesn't have a second? He doesn't have a second leg. Did we do that one? I don't, I don't think we did that. I don't think we got around to doing that one. That that's a, one of my fun, favorite episodes of any show. That's yeah, just so that funny. Yeah, that was one of the funniest episodes. Anyway, one of the funniest episodes. Well, that's Stephen Moffat's genius. You know, he later on, of course, went on to do Doctor Who and Sherlock and all that. But and you did a show with we, I had Lou Morton on. You did Rob. I did Rob. Yes, I did Rob. Um, that that was I, w- I would say the only the only actor that I will ever I will ever publicly talk bad about is Robert Schneider. <laughs> he was a total jackass mm. and, and, and not very pleasant to work with. There I said it. <laughs> well, they yeah, he basically said that they were friends for ten years because they were running they wrote together on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I know. 
And somebody who I interviewed from Men Behaving Badly said the same thing. I, I think he's funny. I mean... Well, yeah, maybe he, you know, it's funny. But there are actors who are difficult to work with, but are so good that it's worth it, you know? And, like, I mean, Denny, he could be prickly, you know? But he was so great that it was worth it. And, and, and he and I got to be very close. Horace Lee spent another reputation for being crazy. We got along great. Um, Dabney Coleman. Spader on Boston Legal was very difficult. You know, he, he was a very difficult, demanding actor. But he was so great. I mean, when you give him those three-page speak-closing arguments, you know, he would nail them. I mean, he was fantastic. Um, with Rob Schneider, I don't think it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you got enough for it to put up with all the shit you have. But the funny is when I talk to people from that show, that's all they talk about. But how was Cheech to work with? Cheech was great to work with. I love, love, love working with Eugenio Derbez. He was fantastic. All the rest of the cast was great. I would, I, I would say, as everybody, if you just got rid of Rob from Rob, great <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, Marin, Cheech Marin, fantastic to work with. Uh, uh, and as I say, Eugenio Derbez, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best funniest people alive today. I mean, he was fantastic. Yeah, I brought it into them, and I added 
spent about a year trying to talk them into doing it. They had to figure out how to get the rights to the old show and all that. But they did it, and, and it was a beautiful opportunity. Was Ralph Bellamy who played his father? Yeah, yeah, Ralph Bellamy. And so Ralph Bellamy was in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, we, we didn't include the Steve McQueen character. But, um, but uh, and then we could only use, like, three minutes of, of the old defenders. But, we you know, we used it well. We spaced it out great. And, and there's something, something like, you know, a shot of, of William Shatner's face dissolving into William Shatner's young face. And... And that is so, you just can't do that. You know, all the makeup and all the world can't do the thing of actually seeing somebody the way they looked when they were like 21 and the way they look now. And then, and I, that, 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 that is one of my most, the episodes I'm most proud of. Uh, 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 so if you, if you get to that in, in, uh, in, I think it was season Three, I think. Definitely gonna look for it. It was called "Son of the Defender," and um, you know, was he he was the son of the defender in that? Yeah. What's legal? Is it streaming? I I should know that, but I I don't. Actually, you shouldn't. But it's not it's not your job. But I I assume it must be streaming on something. Yeah. Um, But I have have a DVD box set of it. (laughs) And um. Yeah, so the DVD box set of, of the Defenders came with the original pilot, so I saw that. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. When did you start writing um, your mystery novels? I, I, I'm going to say about five years ago because everything seems about five years ago to me. Okay. But I, I was probably closer to seven years ago, ten years ago. I mean. I, 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 I'd always wanted to write to write novels. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, find the right time to do it. And then, you know, it was getting on in years, and I figured, well, why don't they do it? Um, so I, I, yeah, I've written like five or six mystery novels. Uh, you know, three of in the in the Crush series, and then a couple of standalones, and then a couple of ones with. That I wrote with Janet Ivanovich too. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it's very rewarding uh, artistically, not financially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's not yet, uh-huh. um, but it is a lovely thing to do. I, I love it. I love it. I do it when I, you know, when I have the time to do it. I, I haven't had enough time lately because I've been uh, running the show Chesapeake Shores for Hallmark, and uh, that just ended, and. Um, which was a, another great experience. Um, but I did that um, in, uh, in, in, in Vancouver Island uh, for a couple of years. And so I was, that's been taking up a bit of my time. But other than that, yeah, no, I, I love writing novels. It's, it's, it's great. You know, it, one thing, it's, it's great to do everything. You know, you're, 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 you know, you're the art director, you're the costume designer, you're the, um, you know, you're the actor. Um, uh, and and you, you don't have to take very many notes, although you do get notes from your editor, but not nothing like the notes that you get from the studio or the or the network. Um, so it's uh, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's it's great fun. If I ask a writer who's in you know who wrote around your time what show they would want to work on, if they could work on any show, most of them say Cheers. But so if I take Cheers out of the equation, what show would you have wanted to work on? 
Well, gosh, I mean, you know, I, I guess when I when I think about that, I, I go back to, you know, when I was a boy watching the Dick Van Dyke show. I think I would love to have written for the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, it still seems like sort of the best show in the world to me. Um, um, I guess more recently, um, I always kind of wanted to do an X Files, but I never did. Um, uh, that was that was my that was my telephone. Sorry. Yeah, the Three Stooges. The Lauren and Hardy. The Lauren and Hardy. Lauren and Hardy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Lauren and Hardy fan. Ooh. I'd like to have written for them. Um, uh, yeah. No, I, I uh, see any shows that I want to write for now. I mean, I do love Poker Face. That seems like it'd be a very hard show to write. <laughs> they're comparing it to Columbo, so yeah, they're comparing it. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's as much like Columbo as everybody says it is, but it, it's very good. It's very good. You know, it did that the way it. I don't know if you've seen it, but the way it, you know they do the first act of the murder and then they tell it, tell that story again from her point of view with her there, and she is in the first, you know, and that. That's a very tricky thing to do. I, 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 I really, I'm very impressed with them. Yeah, it's like so many shows, and I just don't have all those streaming services. Well, that's it. I mean, every time, every time, and every time a new show comes up that everybody says you have to watch, it's always on some other streaming service. Right. And you can't, you can't afford to have all of them. And uh, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very annoying. They also said that when we, you know, when we call cut the cable, it would be so much cheaper. Now it's it's ahead against the just as much. Yeah, I never did that, but did I liked Bones, which was a pretty good. I like Bones. I watch Bones every week. I like Bones. I like Castle. I liked um, Monk. I thought it was very good. Nowadays, I I'm enjoying Will Trent. Uh, There's a show the yeah, yeah. the accused that's actually really good on Fox. I haven't seen that show. I haven't seen that show. But it's different. Is Every, an anthology show? It's an anthology show based on a British anthology show from like 2010. Every week it's a different story with different characters? Yes. No, that's, that's interesting. I haven't done that in a long time. You know, another another thing that Poker Face is like that, that I don't think it's getting getting noticed enough is that it's also, it's, it's a show like The Fugitive or like Cheyenne or like Route 66 where the character is in a different setting with different people every week. And, and that is, um, th- no, nobody's mentioning that, but that, that's a, they used to be got that kind of show on all the time. And when I was a kid, every Western, you know, Maverick was that way and, and Cheyenne and, and, and um, uh, but, uh, I haven't done one like that in a long time. Route 66, of course. I haven't done one like that somebody mentioned it to somebody mentioned that part to me and they said oh it's like it's like the incredible hulk in that way i mean you mean the fugitive <laughs> well the incredible hulk was a show like that too that too right that's true. That's but true. the incredible hulk yeah, was, was yeah, like the fugitive, fugitive. Right. right yes the fugitive yeah well the fugitive was the was the 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 bellwether of the the best show of that genre, I suppose. That was a great show, too, that I saw. Was, and that was one of the ones that actually was a great movie. They did a good movie of that. They did a good movie. You know, I, I say I've been working in this business for like 35 years, I think. Maybe more. I don't know. And as of last year, I was still working, so that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you saw Chesapeake Shores, but uh, Hallmark, but it's, it's a 
Backline show was an excellent show, and I love doing it. Treat Williams and, and Backline Adam, lovely cast, great cast. And you, you were saying, you know, time is going on. You're actually one of my younger interviews. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Do you know who Arnold? Do you know who Arnold is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother was Stuart Margolin from Heart to Heart. Yeah. But yeah, so he would be yeah. the oldest uh, guest I've had. Okay, okay. I but I've seen Bill Persky on a lot of podcasts. I just don't want to bother him. Well, I can't believe you know. I, again, I, there there are all kinds of people that I haven't met. I've never met Bill Persky, and I really I really should because I just love his stuff so much. But I don't, I don't want to bother him either. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, well. Uh, so you you had Ken on. Who else we had on for Cheers? Okay, so I had it written down, but um, Fred Graver, okay, who also did a Dick Van Dyke show script as his spec script. I've heard that story. I, I admire that very much. <laughs> yeah, so Ken, uh, Tom Reader, Tom Reader, right. Tracy Newman, Tracy Newman, okay, uh, Mert Rich. Very nice guy. Yeah, I know he's a sweetheart. Yeah. Stu Kreisman. Okay, okay, yeah. Was he was he a Newhart or was he there the year after you? I I he might he might have been may have been a Newhart when I was on Newhart. I was I was such a young writer that, and so terrified that I didn't catch everyone's name in the uh, in the room when I was pitching. But because um, I only wrote I wasn't on staff there, I, I just wrote freelance. I'm trying to think um, of the other people. Later on, because I, 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 I worked with Janet Lady there, and then later on I worked with her on Cheers, and then I worked with her on, on Boston Legal. I've had a lot of interaction with her. Um, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it, it'd be fun to talk to, I don't know, Bill or Sherry Steinkelner. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. David Lee and, and Peter Casey. Yeah, there's a lot of people you could talk to. Yeah, and um, to, next month I'm talking to Rob Wong. Oh, well, Rob, well, he'll... He'll be a good raconteur. He tells good stories. He probably remembers more than I do about the show. <laughs> because I, I asked uh, Dan, Dan O'Shannon, and he's like, um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, here, here's Rob Wong's email address. <laughs> well, Rob, Rob is a, has a better has a better radio presence. But Dan, that's funny. Dan didn't want to do it. That's weird. But um, he was great. He was great. These were all. Those were all uh, mostly the, those writers, the younger writers were the writers that I hired. So, mm. Bert, Dan, Rob, I, I, I brought, I brought Oh, and Tom Leopold was another one. Oh, Tom Leopold. He was great. He was great. I worked with him on a couple of different shows. You, know, he is, you, have, you have this image of the room in, in your mind, and uh, you can't always tell what writer you worked on what show. Right. <laughs> You know, on, on Cheers, we, we would always do the room like uh, a living room. There'd be like sofas, and, and uh, there, there's a difference. Nowadays, and even then, every other show worked around a table, you know, table, chairs. Right? So we did it like, you know, it was like a, a bad party that you went to where there was, you know, chairs, sofas, you know, a coffee table, and you sat around, and you just felt like you were at a, at a party. That's always the kind of uh, the kind of room I like. 
but when I when I when I suggest that nowadays, everybody looks at me like crazy. You're crazy. You can't on a table. That's crazy. I find being an editor on the table, you get feel trapped after the ninth hour you're there. <laughs> it also feels like you're in corporate America. Like yeah, the yeah. big boss is going to sit at the head and yeah. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are into, to, a lot of showrunners are into being powerful. I was always just to be good at <laughs> yeah. what I did. But, yeah. Well, you, you are. Mm. Well, what? thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, 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 I'd like to get that book you mentioned, that, that book, uh, the, the three. Uh, so, well, anyway, thank you, thank you. This was, this was a lot of fun. Well, thank you very much. I'd be happy to do it again, so. Okay, because it's, it's, it's the 30th anniversary of the last episode. Is that true? Yeah. Good, yeah. Oh, you, I didn't ask you about that. <laughs> we'll, save, we'll save that for that. The, you were there, right? Right. Were you there, though? Um, was, was I there? At the, the Bull and Finch in Boston that night? I was not there at the Bull and Finch in Boston for the last show. I was there at the Bull and Finch in Boston for the 200th episode. We did oh, stuff right. there. Um, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you um, saw that. <laughs> but um, but I was not there for the last show. That that was, I understand, quite a uh, quite a quite a, quite an event. But I yes. was there. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I was there. I was there when they shot the last show. Right. Uh, on the set, you know, just because I, I came back for that. But um, the, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> Parents saw the Tonight Show. <laughs> yeah, Ken was telling me about it. He was there. They got too drunk. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was that was I was having. That this is this is how you know that there was wasn't real beer in the in the in the right the signs and cheers and and the the, the actors didn't write the lines. <laughs> <laughs> they were the best though at giving the writers credit of any show I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, they did. It was a it was a wonderful show to be on. It was a great show. I mean, I everybody was wonderful. Great family. Yep. Thank you. Okay, so thank you very much once again. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day.